to Nutty in New York, and I'm your host, Martin Nutty. This evening's going to be the first of six planned hearings in Washington, D.C., specifically the Select Committee on the Investigation into the January 6th insurrection of last year. What's at stake? Very simply, we've had a democracy that has functioned under a constitution for 232 years. We've had 46 presidencies. A year ago was the first time that we were unable to transition from one presidency to another in a peaceful manner not even following the election of President Abraham Lincoln in 1860, where there are scenes leading into his inauguration in 1861, similar to what we saw on January 6th of last year. It was a shameful moment for a country that believes it is the leading democracy in the Western world. What's at stake? To repeat again, the peaceful transition of power. Because if we're not able to transition power from one presidency to another, the rest of our democracy is at stake. And so these hearings are immensely important. And just to recap, why did January 6th happen at all? Let's be quite clear about this. We had a president who was unwilling to relinquish power. Why? Well, we can speculate endlessly about that. Was it his fragile ego that just couldn't handle the notion that maybe he actually lost the election? Was he concerned over fear of prosecution, given his autocratic tendencies? Such a notion may have been playing out in his mind, and with good reason, because certainly some of the behavior he exhibited during his presidency was questionable, possibly criminal. Now, none of this could have happened without a base, a Republican base, willing to dispense with democracy and embrace authoritarianism. That doesn't mean that all Republicans are authoritarian. That doesn't mean that all Republicans supported what happened on January 6th. However, there is a significant number who likely applauded what they saw on January 6th. How big are their numbers? I'm guessing somewhere between 10 or 20%. And why would they applaud such a thing? Possibly they're frustrated by a government unable or unwilling to deliver on expectations. Maybe they're fearful of an alternative that might change their way of life or their status within the country. Maybe they're just simply credulous of the outlandish tales of election hacking that more unscrupulous leaders of the prior administration were willing to embrace and sell to a public unwilling to accept the defeat of the 45th president of the United States. All of this, all of this anger was stoked by bad actors. And what we had as a result was the ugliness that transpired on January 6th, 2021, in the Capitol in Washington, D.C. Now, let me be clear. There is plenty of criticism in the media about this select committee investigation into what happened on January 6th. Over the past few days, I've seen numerous articles 
suggesting that the Democrats are electioneering. They're holding hearings in prime time so people will pay attention. They want to make this an issue central to the upcoming midterm elections. And guess what? This is a valid election issue. Because if we have members of one of our major political parties that are unwilling to pursue the truth, to find out why citizens of this country were so enraged and so activated that they would breach Capitol Hill, we have some serious issues that we need to resolve. And if members of our political leadership knowingly stoked, created the conditions for this insurrection, the American people really have to know that this happened and to vote accordingly to make sure that it never happens again. Now, there's criticism about the Republican representation on the committee. Back when this committee was formed in 2021, Nancy Pelosi refused to let Jim Jordan and Jim Banks, representatives of Ohio and Indiana, on the committee. Kevin McCarthy, the minority Republican leader of the House, had put forward their names and the names of three other Republican colleagues, which Nancy Pelosi accepted. When she refused to admit Jim Jordan and Jim Banks, in a fit of pique, Kevin McCarthy decided to withdraw all Republicans from the committee. Now, we can argue about if Nancy Pelosi should have refused membership on the committee for Jim Jordan and Jim Banks. From what I have read, she felt their presence wouldn't be constructive given their servile adherence to the 45th president of the United States, that they were not going to be a presence on the committee that was interested in ferreting out the exact facts behind what happened on Capitol Hill on January 6th. What were McCarthy's alternatives? Well, maybe the composition of this committee should have been debated behind closed doors. And that's what grown-ups do when they head political parties in the legislature. They talk to each other. They negotiate. If somebody's too partisan, then fine. Find somebody that's more middle of the road, more balanced, more genuinely focused on ferreting out the truth. So the question has to be, to what degree were Republicans really interested in understanding exactly what happened on January 6th. I imagine that the things that we saw on that date do not represent how they see American democracy. But what is their plan to ensure that will never happen again? How come they couldn't find a way forward to actually engage in the select committee to investigate what happened? How come were they so willing to embrace the 45th president of the United States after January 6th, Kevin McCarthy, on the day of that insurrection, basically said the president was finished. And a month later, he was down in Mar-a-Lago kissing the ring. It's a shameful moment for a leader in the Republican Party. 
It's a shameful moment for the grand old party that somebody would be so craven. So my question might be to the Republican leadership, what does leadership actually look like to you? Should it mean you're willing to go against mass sentiment when you know it's the right thing to do? Because I think that's really what was at play. Do you actually lead by looking at polls or do you check an internal compass that is based on some kind of morality? Because there is precious little evidence that such a compass exists. Where is your fidelity and desire to reveal the truth to the American people about what happened on January 6th? Now, there are two Republicans that are actually on the select committee. And unlike their brethren in the House of Representatives, they have behaved with courage. Lynn Cheney of Wyoming and Adam Kinzger of Illinois have doggedly attempted to pursue the truth. And what have they got in return for that? They have been isolated by their former colleagues. And there's good reason to believe that they will no longer be in Congress following the upcoming midterm elections. Indeed, Kinzinger has decided to retire from politics. Lynn Cheney is likely going to be primaried in Wyoming and most likely will lose that election, given the sentiment of the citizens of Wyoming in favor of the 45th president. So what should these hearings really have looked like? They should have been bipartisan. It's not. And the bulk of the reason for that lies with Republicans. I'll be watching with interest to see if the narrative presented this evening and over the next scheduled five sessions will reveal a truth, a coherent truth, about what happened on January 6th and the facts leading up to that day and subsequent to that day. Those people that are concerned with our American democracy should watch tonight and they should watch the subsequent five sessions and then they should reflect on what they have heard and indeed come the midterm election in November. They should vote accordingly. I know I will. This is Martin Nutty and you've been listening to Nutty in New York. The music you're listening to was composed and performed by Leah Rankin. For more on Leah, please visit her Instagram page. That is L-E-A-H-R-A-N-K-I-N on Instagram. <laughs>